All right, today we come to Romans chapter 5. What we've seen so far is that because of our sinful rebellion against God's will, we fell into sin, death, and condemnation, and we're under God's wrath. That was how Romans began. In the last couple chapters, we looked at how God has justified us. So he has um, wiped out our sin through the death of Christ and his redemption. We access that through faith. So now we come to chapter 5, and as we begin chapter 5, we're, we're really entering the heart of Christianity here, the kernel of the Bible. And the central section of Romans is, is basically covering three main kind of heavy-hitting theological terms, justification, sanctification, and glorification. So we're, we're in sanctification starting with chapter 5. And it's important to understand sanctification because sanctification is the bridge between justification and glorification. In other words, how do we get from what God has done once and for all to restore our relationship with him and to reconcile us to him? How do we get from that to our future glorification? And the answer is sanctification. Sanctification bridges justification and glorification. And justification is basically what God has done outside of us for what we've done, that is our sins, our acts of disobedience. God has justified us, he's reconciled us, and he has approved us according to his standard of righteousness. But sanctification is God's subjective work inside of us for what we are. So God's salvation, again, does more than just remedy what we've done. It brings in his life And that life transforms us uh, at the very heart of what we are. Okay, so basically this chapter, we can think of this chapter with three kind of um, thoughts here. The result of justification, the goal of justification, and the story of two men. So it's the result of justification, the goal of justification, and the story of two men. Okay, let's look at these real quick. In the first first section, we've got Paul telling us, what is the result of justification? And this is the first 11 verses, uh, but basically you can think of it uh, with three, three real kind of experiences. In other words, God doesn't justify us in kind of a cold, technical, legal way, like, yes, you've checked the boxes, so I guess you're good and you're free to go. No, Paul mentions three very expen- experiential terms here, peace grace, and hope. So this is mainly in verse 2 and 3, 1, 2, and 3. Paul says, we have peace, we've obtained access into grace, and we have the hope of glory. So we have peace with God, we have a life of access to grace, which is the enjoyment of God, and we have a future hope that uh, not even tribulation can overwhelm and diminish and obscure. In fact, tribulation just heightens our expectation and looking forward to our unshakable hope in experiencing God's glory. Then Paul links these three things to three aspects of God, the love of God, the life of God, and the glory of God. So God's love undergirds this whole experience. We've been justified Christ died for us based on God's love, and we experience that love through the Spirit. And in grace, we're experiencing and enjoying the life of God. We're boasting in that. We're enjoying that. That's our present experience. 
And of course, our future hope is God's glory. So I think this has specific, special relevance today with uh, tribulation. It says we boast even in our tribulation because tribulation is connected to grace and glory and love. So tribulation just enhances our our urge and our, our, our it presses us into grace and an expectation of glory and a realization of God's love. And we shouldn't lose our peace when we experience tribulation. So that's the result of justification. It is these experiential terms, our experiential enjoyment of the triune God, his love, his life, and his glory. And that brings us to the goal of justification. What is the goal of justification? And this is something I think we need to be really clear about because for some Christians, the goal of the Christian life is justification. But Paul highlights here in this chapter that justification itself has a goal, and this really comes through in verse 10 and verse 18. So, I'll read them in reverse order, though. Verse 18 has got this phrase that through Christ's righteous act that has resulted in justification of life to all men. So, that phrase, justification of life, the goal of justification is experience of divine life. And verse 10 really hits this out of the park. It says, and this is a big watershed verse in the book of Romans. This this verse really is... uh, catapulting us into this, the heart of the book of Romans. And and this verse says that God's salvation breaks down into two aspects. On the one hand, in the past, we have been reconciled to God through his death, through the death of his son, but much more we will be saved in Christ's life if we have been reconciled. So the goal of justification is to bring us up to the standard of God's righteousness so that he can impart his divine life into us. And Paul is saying, guys, we have, we've got much more ahead of us, much more salvation to experience, and it's based on God's divine life. And it's only life that can address our inward constitution, our inward being, not just what we've done, but what we are. God's life is, is available to us based on justification, and we can experience and enjoy Christ as life today. Okay, the last part is the story of two men. And this gets into a really complicated section of Romans. It's really, really dense and thick language that it's kind of hard to understand. This is from chapter, uh, from, from verse 12 on. But it's easy to think about from a bird's eye view. Basically, what Paul is telling us, there is only two men in this universe, Adam and Christ, And your experience is going to be based on these two men's experience and whether you are in Adam or in Christ. And if you notice, if you read this section closely, Paul's going to be saying more than once, a number of times, he's going to be contrasting the one and the all or the one and the many. And basically what he's saying is what these two men have done, what Adam and Christ have done, the effect of that extends way beyond their own personal experiences. Adam's one act of disobedience has affected all of humanity with sin and death. It's bad news. But Paul is saying uh, saying that now there is a new start to humanity in the one man, Jesus Christ. And what he has done through his one act of obedience, that has affected all who are in Christ with righteousness and life. So he's talking about the story of two men Adam and Christ. And in chapter six, seven, and eight, he's going to expand on this and tell us 
how do we get out of Adam and into Christ? And again, if we're in Adam, all that's in Adam is true of us. Sin, death, condemnation. But if we're in Christ, all that's in Christ is true of us. Righteousness, justification, and life. So praise God, we're in Christ. We'll find out how that happens tomorrow with Romans chapter 6. But that's chapter 5 of Romans. The result of justification the goal of justification, and the story of two men.